0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Whitetail Edge podcast. We've got a really exciting one here, Um, especially, you know, since uh, it's been such a delay since we've gotten the last podcast out. I know some of you have been asking if uh, we're even still podcasting anymore, but um, we are. We've just been in the woods and been busy, Um, and so here I am. I'm joined today by Ben, and we've got a special guest, Randy Kugrel. Uh, so who we are uh, super excited to have. Randy's kind of made some headlines in the deer hunting woods, um, you know, here in Ohio and nationwide. Really, he's he's uh, done something pretty special, killing a 200 inch deer three years in a row, um, which is just unheard of. So, uh, had to reach out to Randy and get Randy on, and just super happy to have you, Randy.
1: Yeah, and, thank, um, thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah. So, how you doing, Ben? I'm um, good. How are you? i'm good yeah no it's
2: uh, we appreciate you coming on randy and it's uh it's no easy feat what you've accomplished um and i'm sure that it's probably not come without its own drama of people accuse accusations and all that which that always comes whenever somebody kills a big deer you get your fair share of (coughs) uh bs so but uh, we noticed in the last picture you took this year with the one that you actually had the game board and
1: sitting right there beside you, which I thought was pretty smart. Yep, no, I had to cross the T's, dot the I's, and just make sure that everything is done right. And that was the first photo I posted because, you know. You to Squash sp- all that from the start. To be able to get <coughs> three years in a row, I knew it was coming. And uh, I just figured, you know what, before I even do this, I'm going to make sure that we get it done right. Yeah. yeah, that was smart.
2: But yeah, no, that's quite a feat. So, I mean, we appreciate you. Coming on, and I mean, like, as you know, as a big deer hunter, and you know, um, I've been fortunate this year too. I killed a 200, you know, this year, yep. so 212, and uh, you know, it's pretty cool because I know how hard it is to even find one, like, and to find one three years in a row, that's an amazing feat to me, yeah,
1: because they're, they're unicorns because you you work harder to find them, I feel, than to kill them, yeah, most now, of the time. It's the homework, it's the legwork, it's not sometimes it's not even sitting in the woods, it's you know, watching your trail cameras, watching your cell cams, staying out of their, you know, home range and just sitting back and maybe just yeah. glassing, doing yeah. observation sits. Like, you, you're you big on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just, you know, just one, you got to find them. If, if there's not a 200-inch deer there, you're not going to be able to shoot a 200-inch deer. So just finding one and being able to move mm-hmm. yourself in a position is, yeah. you know.
2: It's like I've always said, you can't kill a big deer if a big deer doesn't live there. That's right. And, you know, and, and I... I'm not sitting here saying that everybody has to kill a 200 inch deer. That's not what this podcast is about. It's just basically to shed some light on a, on a accomplishment, you know, to a, you know, one Buckeye to another, like, you know, right. we just think that's really cool. And so we appreciate you giving us first shot at interviewing you about it. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, um, again, you know, to our listeners and our viewers, not everybody lives where they can shoot a giant deer. Yeah. you know but i think a lot of our podcast listeners and our viewers they know that and they you know we're not sitting there judging anybody because if you can't kill a hundred and some inch deer that you're a worthless hunter that's not the case like you know we love to hunt big deer but not everybody on our team not even myself shoots
1: giant deer every year i mean it's you know we, we aim for mature deer you know yeah that's the biggest thing is aiming for a mature deer and It's not. I mean, I I get jacked up over 150 inch deer. Yeah, me too. You know, I mean, if that's the mature deer on the property and that's all you got that year, that's that's the deer you're gonna. You know,
2: especially when I'm out of state, like and I only got four or five days, I'm all hammered to shoot 150 or one. Yeah. Whatever. As long as it's a you know mature deer, like a good deer to take off the farm, you know. Um, but you know, I I messed up this year and shot a young deer. I mean, on my own farm, you know, I really screwed up. Got so into the hunt you know the it was the first sit of javen with me this year filming and i was so jacked and it was our first morning and a deer we were hunting a bedding area for some bigger mature deer and you know not sure which deer would show up and we'd had some trail pictures of this deer i called the insider and we could never really just get a vibe on what how old he really was like because it was the place was new to us we didn't get great pictures of him and he he just fooled me. I mean, he just did. When he come into the bedding area, he pushed another buck out. I started working him with the grunt call, um, illusions call, you know, the extinguisher. And then he started making a rub, and he was in these, like, pines, and we couldn't see him real good, and he was over there scraping. <laughs> I mean, it was just an intense hunt. Yeah. Like, I was jacked up. Like, you know, I had the adrenaline flowing, trying to call to this deer, you know, had the uh, deer going downwind of us on the backside and they weren't getting us. And it was just like, and to, you know, to have a cameraman with me finally again too. And you know, like it was just fun. Yeah. And so when the deer, like I was like committed to killing this deer and I didn't even realize, like I, was, I wasn't even paying attention, man. Like but it was deer, fun. It, it was, was fun. great. Like it was great. So when the deer comes walking in, I can just see all these tines, you know, and I was pretty sure it was him. And, I just blasted him, you know, at 20 yards with my butt. I mean, I let her rip. And I still, at that point, still thought it was a big mature deer. Like, I don't know. It was the first time I'd been Googled eyed in a long time.
1: I walked up to him, and I literally wanted to cry. Did you have any history with this deer?
2: No, I mean, it was the first year we hunted there. I just had a few pictures of him this year. But I just, when I walked up onto him, because it was our own farm, and, like, we're trying to manage it, I just wanted to cry because, I mean...
1: He... that happened to me one time I was down in Texas hunting and literally I'm used to these big Ohio deer and I'm sitting there we rattle all these deer in and it was just one of the most amazing things and I, I literally have a camera behind me I've never really done much filming and we're sitting on this like big old laid down oak tree in the middle of this big bottom and we were in hill country in Texas and it was it was just awesome you know and uh it's kind of a low fence it was a farm that had not been touched for like 30 years so there was so many animals it was like it was like a zoo every time you hit the horns you had like 10 bucks coming out and I'm oh. like so it's kind of like just sit back, pick and choose and just like enjoy it. So I finally have this big nine point come out and I'm like, oh my gosh, like he's, he's running this doe back and forth and he circles back around and I'm like, dude, I'm going to smoke him. Well, he comes in about 40 yards. I shoot this deer and I don't know. It was just, it was all happening so fast. And so I shoot this deer. We do the little like outro after the shot, you know, post shot video. And then he follows me up and you know, we have to like cross his fence and I get back over and I'm like, all right, I know he like dropped right here. And as soon as I get up to him, I'm like, what did I just do? Yeah. I didn't realize deer in Texas, at least where I was hunting. It looked like, you know, a puppy. I mean, it might've been a hundred inch deer. I thought it was like 140 inch. You know, I'm out of state. I'm, I'm, you yeah. I'm happy with that. And I had to just, I said, all right, stop the video. <laughs> 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 my buddy's like,
2: he's like, Oh, I did the same we, thing. We all just you. like, I did I the like, same oh thing, God. dude. I was like, <laughs> I mean, now don't get me wrong. The deer is still. I didn't gross score him or anything, but I bet he's still in the sixties. Yeah, he but what killed me—the lack of mass—and I honestly think the deer was three and a half. Wow! Like I mean, it literally. It, and where I felt so bad was, I and I don't want to rob. I don't want to rob taking the deer's life. Like I don't want to rob the joy of the hunt because like it was exciting. And even Javen said he's like, dude, I've never seen you that jacked up. So I have to live in that moment. What I was sad about was that you know, and the neighbor could have killed it just as easy. Cause where the deer was walking, that guy would have shot it like right, two right. or, you know, I'm not saying he would have had the opportunity, but it could have very well happened. Who's not going to shoot 160. Yeah. So it's like, but the potential this deer had was just insane. Like that was where I was so sad. Like this could have been a deer that I could have, you know, one of us maybe would have been able to hunt the next year. Cause what he grew from, from one year to the next, Yeah. cause I didn't realize it truly until I killed him I actually found this deer shed in the spring and I'm telling you you cannot believe the
0: difference like it's it's almost unbelievable well that's probably why you ultimately shot it I mean you had no idea that well you... yeah
2: I mean if I hadn't if I'd have really known like because I, I I even looked at that little shed sitting on the table the night before the house and I'm like there's no way that's that deer. I said it's got the same formation, like the points, yeah. but there's no way a deer could grow that much in one year.
1: I've got an example like that too. I had a deer called Stickers for years, and he did the same thing. I found his shed on a corn pile, and he had a unique little like little nub on the end of one of his tines, and I just knew. And then, um, well, it was, it was a little sticker coming off a of G2. And I ended up, I find this shed, and the next year we're just, you know, it's probably August, we're just getting cameras, plots, done, all that. And this was, man i don't know it's at least 10 years ago now and this deer shows up and he's just a mega and i'm like there's no way that deer blew up than that and then i hunted this deer every day for i don't know a month and then i had an opportunity to go up to new york and hunt i had a couple nice deer in new york which is rare up in the chautauqua lake area up there and uh, i'm up there hunting and it ruts wide open up there i'm sitting in a stand and this uh i had this younger kid he was 16 and it's kind of like my little prodigy. I, I put him under my wing and like, just try to show him the way from the time he was mm-hmm. like seven years old. Well, he goes, he gets his license like that summer and he's like driving around, you know, and I got him on his first deer that year. And then later on he ends up, uh, he's sitting in this ladder stand and he had like a four inch PVC feeder, you know? And it was like right up, I don't know, a hundred yards off the back of the house. We're hunting a 65 acre, you know, parcel of woods. Um, and just on this this little thicket, so it's a good, like, late morning spot. Well, he gets down out of his stand. He's freezing, so he gets down. He carried a big, crunchy, loud Walmart bag of corn in there that morning, <laughs> sets it under his stand, gets down, fills the feeder, climbs back up in his tree to grab his stuff, and as soon as he does, he hears something coming through the woods. He looks, and it's stickers. The deer comes out, presents a shot at, like, 25 yards. He shoots this thing, and... He ended up hitting him a little bit back. Couldn't find any blood. Like, I think he was shooting like 42 pounds at the time, you know? Young kid, didn't, you know? And uh, he didn't really realize what he did. And then I came home that day and we found him the next morning, literally laid up right next to a pond, like head up against a tree. was like just resting his head on a tree. And literally I walk up and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You got him. And it was just great. So that deer went from probably 120 inches to a 170 five on 76
2: no well this deer went from i'm not kidding you he went from maybe 30 inches to 160
1: really yeah it's insane it's amazing what because
2: on this on his tine this little tiny antler you could just see all these little bumps that were side by side okay yeah like you're like man if this deer ever grew these tines out he's gonna be a giant. And he did. And he did. <laughs> in one year, he went from, like, I'm talking a single little tiny antler you would
0: give your dog to chew in the yard. Yeah. To 160-inch deer. Hindsight. Let me ask you this. Um, so, on that particular farm, did you notice that other deer had a big jump or was well, it, was everything just seemed kind of average? I mean, didn't really
2: know any other deer. Yeah. Like, that was the only shed that I'd found, right? No, I found another one, but I don't know if that deer was there but there was some big old mature eights. There's a few deer. We never did see again that we had in velvet running around through this bottom. Like we just didn't see him again and we're still not seeing him. Like, um, so I don't know if they've gotten killed or what, but this deer was there. Didn't, I honestly didn't think I would see this deer Cause like we had very few pictures of him, wow. but I killed him a hundred yards, less than a hundred yards from where I actually found his shed. In this bedding area. So it does make sense. Mm-hmm. But even I had cameras on each side of that and I wasn't getting him a lot, like very little. Wow. Mm. So like, it just was kind of odd that I killed him first sit. We snuck into this bedding area and I killed that deer first sit. Wow. Like it was odd. Did you have fun? Oh no, it was great. And that's what I'm saying. So like, you know, I stopped the camera, you know, obviously Javen, and I was just sick to my gut. Like I literally almost threw up. And it wasn't because I was disappointed in the deer. It was just what I felt like I had did. Cause like I'm, you know, if it would have been my son or somebody that hasn't shot a lot of good deer, I'd have been hugging them, happy, whatever. Him up. Yeah, You know? And I, so, I mean, don't take this the wrong way, guys. If you're listening to like, I'm knocking anybody that shoots that cause that's not it it's just in the place of life that I've been and how many big deer I've shot trying to grow mature deer. Yeah. And like what I'm, what we're trying to do with this piece of land, me and you know, my two buddies that we own it together. It's like, I felt like I let them down too. Yeah. You know, an opportunity. So long story short, I, I I really couldn't pull myself together to like, give this deer a good interview. Like I literally said, man, I screwed up and, so I I'm going to have to like talk about that when I do the show. And I'm very open on my show with my listeners and my viewers. Like I don't hide things like I, right. If we mess up, we mess up. And I'm going to talk about it. Like, you know, and this right. is why I felt like I messed up and you know, whatnot. But I, I felt bad. Like looking back, I needed to get over myself and enjoy the moment. Like, because I was so jacked up it's like you got to enjoy the live moment. In that moment
1: you got to enjoy the moment but at the same time like that's a good that's a good video to show people because they can yeah. learn from that and yeah. you know I mean obviously the the goal is for you know us serious hunters is to grow mature deer and you know when that happens I mean we've all probably been in that situation I know I have and it's like yeah i, I, just, this happened, I right?
0: think a lot of people are going to appreciate too like you know with you having a show that you're just not going to lie about it because like yeah. that'd be so easy for oh, dude, a lot of us to many of the it happens all the time what you, you see on tv is I've always your transparency game. is yeah i've seen so insane. many video hunters get down behind
2: a small tiny deer and try to say that it's a big mature four-year-old he was 13. <laughs> yeah like you know yeah. and you're just like dude we're not that dumb. Right. Like your listeners right. aren't that stupid. Don't, right. you know, so I'm not even going to try to do that. Like, I'm just going to fess up be like, look, this is what I did. Yeah. I was so jacked. And so I have to live in that moment. And it felt good to be that pumped up again. I just yeah. wish it could have been a different deer. Yeah. No, <laughs> you
0: know,
2: cause like literally this deer was going to be, I mean, think about it. If he grew that much in one year, imagine, and you said about, about three and a half. You know? I'm guessing he's three. What if he was only two and a half? I'm right. You, not exactly. Yeah. I mean, seriously, what if he was <laughs> right? Like, no. <laughs> like, I'll never know now he's dead. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. the, you know, uh, I mean, can't I can't go back. man. No, I, I can't. But I'm just saying like, I sit there and I think about that. Cause that's the idiot that I am. And I'm like, could you imagine what that thing would have looked like at the age of four or five? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like maybe he wouldn't have kept growing like that. Maybe they only do spurts. I don't know. But like literally to hold that shed and look at it in your hand and to put it beside him and you go, this is him. There is no doubt that's him.
1: Yeah. And you're just like, I can't even believe it. Well, I mean, look at the deer you were just showing me from back in 07 in your trophy room. I mean, that deer grew from something like, oh, look, this is an old deer. There's no way this deer's yeah. going upswing. You'd almost and, think it's a coal. Yeah. You, yeah. You're like, oh, let's get this guy out of the herd. And yep. then next thing you know, he's a 200. He grows 40 inches. He's a 200, <laughs> 200 inch deer. <laughs> and yeah. you're like, yeah. well, I'm glad we didn't do that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It'd, be, it'd just be
0: so cool to actually know, like, for sure like what caused the the big antler jump or yeah
2: and you know one the one thing too that i always try to be happy about or like that i have to remember and feel blessed about is there's a lot of people that don't live in areas that they have these kind of stories right they don't have these kind of deer they don't Mm -hmm. they don't know like they're sitting there boo, boohoo you killed a
1: 160 (laughs) you know what i mean right like i i get it like i understand that but what a lot I of mean, people, the hunting pressure that you know everyone's like oh it's a dying sport it is not a dying sport yeah. this sport is thriving in my opinion there's more and more guys getting into it there are more guys managing deer properly yeah. which is awesome the, there's more bigger deer being killed what i have
2: found i've said this for years around my area here so it used to be these guys would go out in the woods the first 110 120 130 buck that would walk by they'd pound it and they were out of the woods yep. well now opening day baby got yeah, it. got it now they're passing those deer but and they're getting to be better i shouldn't say they're not everybody's becoming better hunters because i feel like in ohio anymore you don't have to be like an extraordinary hunter to shoot a decent deer yeah the baiting and the way the laws are i agree with that like i just don't think these deer grow up on it so they're not all that you know like part of the normal just exactly so but what i'm getting at is is these guys are at least passing up those 120s and 30s but what they've done is they've gone to shooting the one fifties, right? The 45s to sixties that are going to be your eighties and two hundreds.
1: You know, you say, you know, they're not getting better. I I think when you start to pass deer and you actually sit back and enjoy the hunt and watch the the body language on deer, you do become a better. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing for me. But like, I've learned so much just sitting back and just watching, I mean, you know, and being able to teach people that. Yeah, you know, explain that to people. Like, look, watch, he's gonna flick his tail and next thing you know, he's gonna take a step. And then mm-hmm. let me get this dog out of here.
0: Fish Come on. Well, I'm glad you uh I'm glad you were able to get into that story, Ben, because we haven't had a chance to even talk about the um you know, how things transpired in, in Illinois and stuff, but um I think a lot of our viewers um know who Javen is and Javen's been doing some mission work and stuff like that and i know you're super proud of him ben he's doing the lord's work and but he was able to get out and and hunt with you again i'm sure that was awesome well
2: yeah and for it to be our first sit yeah that's awesome whack it like we were just like holy smokes yeah like this week's gonna be insane you know but so i didn't want to take from that but then it turned out to be the struggle bus for like we hunt in kansas forever like 10 12 days we were in kansas and never shot a deer you know, something. it was horrible,
0: but, uh, well, the weather took a ter-
2: Yeah, Yeah, it was. On you. But I, I think a lot of the deer were on the, all the neighbors' farms too. They were getting fed heavy over there and the deer just weren't, they just weren't where we were at very much. One, I had one opportunity. I called in a, a big eight point one morning, but he come in on the downwind side, obviously. Um, and we were in a cedar thicket kind of deal, a little creek bottom and but he kind of come in so fast and hard that i couldn't i just had no window and he come in behind us i had no shot just nothing i could do you know and uh but it was i mean it was fun and i still enjoyed being out there and spending the time with javen but um everybody i think thinks that you know, we're always successful and we just aren't
1: like, it doesn't always come together, you know, and it's a lot of work to put in. And I mean, a lot of sun up to sun down. Yeah. I mean, we've hunted our butts on. You might sit all day and see one or two deer at at times. Yeah. I'm going to reflect on that in a little while with some stories that I got to share because it's, you know, what it's about getting out there with your friends, you know, and, yeah being able to document what you're documenting on camera is awesome. Yeah. That's a whole nother level of, I mean, that's, that's a challenge.
2: Yeah. And what I was getting at was like, you know, so what I'm saying is like for the big, big deer around here anymore, like it just seems like they don't get there anymore. Like there's a few slip through, but guys are getting so effective at shooting the forties and 60 type deer. They're not getting to that 80 plus plus type deer that we used to get. Cause like I, like I've said it many times on podcasts, I used to get, you know, numerous pictures of 170 to upper end deer, you know, maybe one, 200 a year. Like, you know, I used to get numerous pictures of those on all the properties that I would run and hunt. Wow. Yeah. And now don't at all. Like I've, I've, I've had nothing but one sixties to hunt in Ohio for the last couple of
1: years, you know, right. be, being the biggest deer and like one. Now, do you target, if you, if you hear about a deer, do you, you like. Do you do any like targeting? Like, oh, I, I heard. Well, dude, dog. I know where there's wow.
2: a deer right now that would blow your mind, blow your freaking mind. Where? at? <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I won't go hunt it. Yeah, because I, I just won't do that to Fair the guy. Enough. Like, Fair I enough. Yeah. I mean, I, I know the guy. You know, he bought this property. I don't know the guy at all. I do not know the guy. I just know about it. Wow. But I don't want to do that to the guy that did that that bought his property, and. You know what I mean? And like he's trying, you know, he's may never will kill this deer. I don't know. I have yeah. no idea what kind of hunter he is. But I know he's jacked to have this deer on his property and it's a world class buck. And I just I just won't I could probably get there. I could probably find it. I could probably get access somehow close to it. But sure. Part of me's like, I'm just God's gonna It's f- etiquette, man. Punish me. Hunter's etiquette. It's, yeah. You know- like, you know, your car the karma's gonna get you. Right. Because I know people do it to me. I literally know they do it to me. Literally, seek out where I'm hunting, try to get close, try to, you know, and makes it tougher. And and it's fine. I've dealt with that for years. That's just part of being who I am. Um, Yeah, but I'm you know feel that same. Yeah, you'll get it, and like that's why I said before we started this podcast, man, be careful on the closing disclosing too much because you don't want to give up all your cards as far as because you're obviously not doing anything illegal. It's just, everybody has a way of finding deer and things like that. And so like, you know, I feel almost like sometimes you got to hold some of it close to your chest anymore. And, you know, me being a show, I try to give as much information as I can to help my viewers be better hunters. Um, but I also want to try to help younger guys have good ethics and understand that. Like, you know, I mean, there's been times I've heard about a big deer in an area and I'll go start like nosing around. Um, but. I guess each situation's different. Yeah. You know what I mean? It it is different. So it's like this situation, I just felt like that'd be the wrong thing to do to go Mm -hmm. horn in on this guy's deer, you know? And I feel like sometimes, you know, like that's, and and being like a, you know, I try to be a good Christian guy. I just felt like that wasn't the right thing to do was Mm -hmm. to go try to take advantage of getting some information that
1: just fell on my lap and then taking advantage of it. Yeah. No, I respect that. I mean, I, my thing is, you know, when I talk deer hunting, I'm I'm probably too open with people. I mean, I'm very open and I try to like educate my buddies and all that. No, I do keep stuff, you know, mm-hmm. I hold back. I definitely, you got to hold back. I mean, you yeah. can't put all your cards on the table, but after it's said and done, I'm pretty open. I mean, I'll even, I'll I'll, I'll tell guys right where I killed it. It's mm-hmm. not a big deal to me because the fact that it's going to, I mean, for another deer to, you know, it's called a 200, for a deer to be 200 inches in that area, back to back years is is, I mean, even within five years. I mean, these are unicorns and and there's something, you know, genetically with these deer that, you know, got them to that point. Yeah. It's not easy to grow. Not every deer is going to be 180 plus inch deer.
2: Yeah. And that's what people got to understand about these three deer you killed. They're not even close to each other.
1: No, I I find these deer. um, The first one was, I, I, the first one's what kind of fueled the fire. And, um, you know, I was, you know, I'm going to get into the story a little bit if it's all right. Yeah. Let's, Let's
0: take one step back real quick and just a quick introduction.
1: Okay, yeah. So and
0: then we'll get in. <laughs> then I want to get into the three just so people have an idea of who you are and where you're coming from. Well, okay. we could. Well, what
2: we could do is you could edit this, but like you could have him do that at the end to say, I'm Randy and this is my background. And then, yeah, I mean, whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just we've already been talking for half an hour. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's no like, I mean, you know, you just came up in, with the bass fishing and, you know, it's pretty cut and dry, I guess the bass fishing circuit and stuff like that and then
1: um you're a landscaper a well, landscaper every you know by trade you know on a, on a daily but um yeah i'll just I'll, I'll get to do it now you know so i'm you know i'm randy cook girl northeast ohio growing up there all my life and uh you know i've always been into the outdoors since you know i was young young age my dad got me into you know the hunting and fishing game like really young and um you know, he did his part. He got me in, he, you know, he he taught me the way and I feel like I kind of, you know, took off from there and just kind of kept going and going and going. And, um, you know, I have some, I mean, some amazing hunts with him that kind of taught me, you know, and, and my dad didn't know everything about deer, you know, yeah. but he knew that None of during, do. during the rut, you know, you got to rattle, you know, you've got to, you know, you've got to rattle, you've got to grunt, you got to, you got to call these deer and, you know, and, and I guess you don't have to, but. I had some hunts where my dad's like, hey, you're gonna go out with me, you're gonna sit. I saw this nice, you know, eight point last night. You're gonna sit underneath me in this fragmighty and you're gonna make a bunch of noise and you're gonna rattle these horns. And when I say stop, you're gonna stop. And then when I tell you to start back up, you're gonna start up again. And I literally hit the horns twice on, and then this deer comes in. I watch my dad, I'm underneath my dad's tree stand and I see him smoke this, mm. this deer. And it was awesome. Like He wraps his, he's shooting a crossbow. And he wraps his arm like around this tree because it's like the deer's standing like in front of the tree where he's in between two trees, wooden tree stand, platform, whatever. And he's standing between the two trees and he wraps his arm, his left arm around the tree to grab the other side of the crossbow and he puts it on it, smokes this thing. It runs like 20 yards. I hear it crash. He's freaking out in the tree stand. (laughs) I'm underneath him. And I can vividly at probably nine, eight, nine years old, remember this whole situation and it's like that fueled the fire for me and ever since then I was like let's go like you know so
0: it's it's so unique how you know like because I can tell you every detail of you know my first turkey or my first deer first rabbit like yeah (laughs) like the 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 fine details too and it's like I have an awful memory I can't tell you what happened yesterday yeah right but I can tell you the exact details of you know the first turkey the first deer my first buck like it's just amazing how ingrained that gets into you. And I th- I don't know. It's just, it's special. But, yeah. um, so anyway, now. Yeah, here you go. Now we can, um, now we can get into the bread and butter. Like, I want to talk about what everyone wants to hear about what they came to this podcast for. And that's,
1: that's the three 200s. Yeah. So I guess, well, let's just get into it, man. I mean, it, it all started back in, man, I would have to say two thousand nineteen, I believe it was. Yeah, it was two it was the season of two thousand and nineteen. And I was sitting in a blind. I, I just picked up this new piece of property and and uh one of my friends, you know, came up from Columbus, was out of town and uh, you know, actually just met the guy. It was it was my wife's my to be wife's well fiance. Mm-hmm. And he ends up, we go out and he's like, yeah, I'm in the hunt. And I'm like, all right, let's go, man. I gave him a bunch of, you know, camo. We strapped in and I had a, I had this ground blind. I just wanted to kind of like, just get out and like, let's just go on, man, see what happens. Well, I had um, this, there was like three scrapes on these apple trees and we're right on the back of this, like, I don't know. It's this like small field behind these houses. And uh, we're just going out to have fun. Well, I pulled a card when we get in the blind and I look at this because I've never even like, I knew there was a ton of deer there. I pulled a card and I'm like, are you kidding me? There's a, you know couple hundred and sixties there's a deer that's half this body size of these 160s that's 160 plus and I'm like are you kidding me and I'm like okay this deer's like three and a half kind of the same story Ben just kind of went through and I'm like oh my goodness you could just see all these little stickers starting to grow his brows are awesome everything's incredible on his deer and I'm like oh my gosh if this deer makes it another year he's gonna be an absolute giant so Kind of fast forward through that season, like, you know, he. I keep getting pictures of him. Um, I'm not thinking anything too crazy of him yet. Like, I definitely gave him the pass, but I'm like, he's got to make it still. And, um, you know, it's pretty, I mean, there's there's some big timber around there. There's some, you know, there's some, you know, three, four, 500 acre, you know, it's probably 400 acres, you know, of, you know, big timber. And then there's some residential areas. Well, I lost sight of him, you know, um, kind of getting late in the season. Well, the next season he shows up. And I'm like, oh my gosh! Like, now the deer's obviously a little bit bigger. He's 180 some inches, and I'm like, man, we got to do something about this deer. And well, and
0: at that time, like, what's the biggest deer you've killed? Um, like, how big is a God. 180
1: looking to you at that time? And at the time, I've shot some high 170s, you know, prior to this. Uh, no, I, I I had one 180. I had a big <laughs> a big 180 with a big drop. Back in, I think, like, 14, 13, 14, somewhere in there. So you know what you're looking at. Yeah, I do. And um, so I end up, I'm sitting there, and I'm going through these photos the next year, and I'm like, wow, that's incredible. So then I start, you know, getting into the cell cam game. So I got, like, you know, four or five cell cams. I'm watching this deer. Well, at the time, some of them bigger, you know, 160-inch deer turned into, like, you know, probably 165. You know, I ended up letting a buddy go in, and he shot one, and... Pretty good hit, but he it, it wasn't a vital hit, and this deer ended up, we, we kind of kept track of him for, man, I don't know, a month, and mm-hmm. it got all the way down to, uh, it gets all the way down to, uh, you having fun over there? <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's part of it. So he ends up putting a, a non-vital shot on this deer. We watch him for a month, and I'm like, dude, you got to get back in there. You got to get back in there. And... He ends up, he didn't go back in. So I said, all right, I'm gonna go finish this deer off. Like it's like, it's a respect thing for me. Mm -hmm. We gotta finish this deer. So I go in first sit, sitting there probably 20 minutes before dark and here he comes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's about to go down. And my wind's not in my favor. Like it's blowing right up into him. Well, he hits my wind and takes a hard right. And he's kind of coming from right to left to me now. And he's about to book out of there and I had a shot at like, you know, 35, 40 yards on this deer. Shoot him, smoke him, just total massacre. I mean, I could just see it on, there was a little bit of snow on the ground and it was like, oh my gosh, like awesome, got him. So I get down about 20 minutes later, I take one step and the, it's getting cold and a little bit of snow and it was just like crunch. And as soon as I did that, I heard him take off. I'm like, oh my goodness, like, uh. you know, and he you Last spot I saw him was about hundred yards away. Well, right where he was, he must've just stood there. And anyway, I give him overnight. I don't do any tracking. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go back in in the morning. We'll handle it. There'll be snow on the ground. We're going to find this deer. No problem. So I end up going back there in the morning. We track this deer, which does a big loop, comes right back. And the blood comes right back past my tree stand. And he's, in, he's laying in a creek right under my stand. Oh, and wow. Coyotes bumped him a bunch that yeah. night. Um, didn't get into him at all, but I mean, you could just see tracks. I mean, there's was mm-hmm. coyotes were all over him. Um, but so I ended up shooting a deer and I, I get up to him and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I shot the wrong deer. It was his twin that I've never seen before. And he ended up being 152 inch deer. You know, I mm-hmm. thought, you know, I thought it was the 165. Yeah. you know, whatever. I mean, literally brow times are identical. I mean, he was almost a spitting image. And, uh, so we end up getting a few more photos of this deer and then he drops his his rack like the first or second of January and I'm like, Oh, this ain't good and I never seen him again after that. So I guess that's kind of the end of that story. So that's twenty twenty. Had a good year, hundred fifty inch deer. I'm yeah. very I'm happy with that. And then we get into twenty twenty one and now it's game on, like
0: so this, this is the one sixty five deer that you were thinking you shot. Yeah, so okay. I, I thought I shot out. Know, so what a blessing in disguise this turns out to be.
1: Well, yeah. I really would have rather shot the 165 and finished him. I don't I think that he just kind of died of his infection or something like that. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so I didn't the story is not going where I thought it was. going. No. Okay. So so we we never saw him again. It was okay. done. Okay. So um fast forward to, you know, that shed season in 2021. You know, it's probably February, March and I've got some cameras out. Well, my cameras end up stopped transmitting. And it's, it's February, March. Like I'm focused on work, landscaping, fishing. Like I'm, I am not focused on, you know, deer at all. Well, I go in and I find, I pull the camera out and I just go through the SD card and I get a picture of a guy walking past my camera with a shed. And I'm like, son of a gun. And you can tell distinctively that it's diesel and we're going, this is my 2021 deer. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. And, uh, I looked and looked and looked and never found, I couldn't find any sheds for this deer. I mean, I looked pretty hard after like right around this time, this guy was out there and, um, there was a lot of tracks, you know, people walking around. Well, I never ended up finding that any sheds from him. Well, it turns up a kid, a little like seven year old kid finds one, like in a bedding area that him and his grandpa were just walking around and they, they find the other side. So there's two sheds out there floating around that one day. Hopefully I can get my yeah, hand. Yeah, that'd on, be but, cool. Um, so then we're, you know, we get into hunting season, you know, I've got probably 15 to 20 cell cams out all over the place. And this deer really can't make a move without me knowing kind of what's going on and I was just kind of like going deer crazy. Now I've got this deer showing up like every from July on, he was regular. Like I, I, I was like, dude, it's gonna, it's gonna happen early. Well, life schedules, everything else. Like I didn't have a lot of time to hunt early season. Um, you know, and I don't really get too into it till the middle of October anyway. So I ended up, I was doing a little traveling and I'm on my way back from Tennessee and he shows up. My buddy just shoots a 200 inch deer a couple miles away that day. And my deer shows up at the same time. And I'm like, dude, we could have literally both had 200s the same night with him, probably a half hour of each other. Mm. Walked right past my stand and I was like, oh my gosh. So now it's on, like, I've got to, I've got to get in the woods. And I literally, I started living in the woods and- Um, we ended up, I I had, I had a couple pieces of permission around this, uh, property. It was like a, probably a hundred acre block. And I had a piece that was probably 10 acres. I had another piece that was, um, maybe 12 or 15 acres. I still have it. And there was another parcel that I really wanted to get on. And it was like 20 acres. And I knew that was his bedding area. So what I started doing is I started putting, um, man, I'd literally make a line through this finger, um, now this was an old farm, granted, and they ended up starting to develop it right around twenty 2020, twenty, twenty twenty one. So there's tons of construction going on. This deer's a two hundred inch deer. I'm like, man, this deer's just gonna get pushed out of this area. Like he's gonna relocate. Like you know, I was getting I was getting a little worried. Well, I started putting you know, I'd have two cameras on a tree, one point in one way, one point in another. And like if he went through this block of woods, like he had to walk past there unless he like walked out through someone's yard. Okay. And um anyway Fast forward to, I think it was like the 5th of November and he ends up, um, I'm sitting in one stand. I get my daughter on the bus and I get in the tree probably like, I don't know, 8, 15, 830. And I, I on in my stand and I'm like, okay, like he was showing up all night. Let's, let's, you know, so I picked one stand. Well, of course he goes in front of the other stand. He walks past a camera behind a big doe up into his batting area. I'm like, okay, cool. Like I know where he's at. Now I go door knocking. I'm like, Hey, I just need to be able, I'm not going to hunt your property, but I need to be able to just, you know, I need your permission so I can hunt the other property. Cause you have to have a total of like eight acres to hunt this, you know, Mm, in in this town I'm hunting in. And, um, they're like, no, sorry, we don't allow it. I'm like, look, I don't care what I got to do, like anything. And she's like, well, I'll have my husband call you. Well, he never called me. So anyway, fast forward. After I did that, I go home, shower, get back in the woods and, Normally, I'm sitting on this top of this oak ridge. I've got a food plot along it. Um, old min- like in the summer, there's a mineral site up there. Tons of deer kind of work these oaks, and then they go down into the food plot. Well, that week I was getting in there, and I'd, I'd right at you know six thirty, these deer are coming. I think it'd be about six thirty. Um, they'd, they'd they'd come in and they'd get hung up in this bottom, and then right at dark they'd come in, and I'd get stuck in this stand because they'd be on the food plot until like eight thirty. And I wouldn't be able to get out of the stand. I mean, it was like kind of daunting. I'm like sitting there like, you got to be kidding me. And at some points, I'm pretty sure he was under me. And that day, for some reason, when I went home to shower, I grabbed my climber and I said, I'm going to give myself another 40, 50 yard buffer from my stand. I go right down to that little ridge where they hang up and I set up, I get in the stand and I text my buddy. I said, if he doesn't come past these cameras in that bedding area, I know he's in there right now. He should be at least. He went He went in there that morning. If he doesn't come past by 6.20, I'm out of here because I'm not getting stuck in here all night. He said, tomorrow's another day. Well, at 6.20, I pull out my phone. I text him and I say, I'm out. He's not, he's not here yet. I look up and between the Y of a tree... 45, 50 yards away, he's standing there. It looks like he's looking right at me, right in my eyes, like right through me. And I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like frozen. I'm like, I screwed up. I screwed up. He's, he busted me. Well, fast forward a couple minutes, you know, he's standing there and he was really just looking at some does behind me up on the ridge that already kind of made their way mm-hmm. up there to the plot. And he kind of, he was methodical, man. I feel like all these deer are these bigger ones, but. He just kind of slowly, he kind of walked behind this tree and I literally reached over, grabbed my bow, and then he kind of stopped. I'm like, like I'm like literally halfway, you know, halfway off the bow hook and I'm sitting there for like, it would felt like five minutes, which it was. It was probably a minute. And then he starts taking another step and he got into a lane and I literally, it happened pretty quick after that. I just, he started walking pretty fast and I stopped him, smoked him, ran maybe 10 yards, did the back pedal, Landed, like, kind of went up on his back legs, landed on his back. Oh, I was man. done. And I was like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. And I'm like, call my dad. I'm like, Dad, you're not going to believe this, you know. And so that was kind of the first, that's that's the first 200. That was Diesel. He me- ended up measuring out at 210 and 7 8 And that fueled my fire. And I'm like, you know, I go down and I do this big video with Toby, Toby Hughes at Buckmasters. And he's like, yeah, can you do it again? I'm like, man, there ain't no way, you know, like, <laughs> uh, this is the deer of a lifetime. Like, it's, uh, you know, you know, maybe, maybe one day. So. Anyway, we, uh, fast forward to November 30th. Okay. Two, three weeks later and three weeks later, probably same year that you same year, 2021. And I'm driving, I just leave a big meeting for a snow plowing contract. And I just remember it vividly. And I'm on the phone with my dad and I'm talking to him and I'm like, Oh my God, dad. He's like, what? And I'm like, you aren't going to believe the deer that I'm looking at. I'm like, it's the biggest deer I've ever seen in my life. And he goes. You just killed the biggest deer of your life. Like, get out of here. Like, just keep, come on. And I'm like, dad, dad, I got to go. I got to get a video of this. And he's like, are you sure? I'm like, no, click. Literally pull over on the side of the road. And I'm literally videoing this, you know, this giant framed buck walking up this hillside, snow behind him, chocolate rack, behind a doe, drop time that's probably 8 to 10 inches at the time. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, this is, I'm like, I just found my next target deer. What gets better is I had a buddy, you know, that used to live up here and I was like, I know this piece of property because he killed a big drop time buck on this property 12 years ago. No kidding. Yeah. It was probably, we were in high school, like right right out of high, I was probably a senior and he was a year or two older than me. And I just knew this area was a big buck, you know, area. So I end up, you know, leaving. I know what my next target deer is for the following year. However... I just started professional fishing, fishing and I started traveling the country a month later, you know, and I'm all over the place and I really didn't put a lot of time in that summer putting in a lot of the legwork and all that. Mm. And I and I and I I don't know. I mean it is what it is. played yeah. out. But yeah. so like
2: August eh, sometimes I think you're better off
1: staying away. You know what? It might have been a blessing in disguise. But so now um it's September. Um I start putting cell cameras out. I get permission. I started putting cell cameras out along this you know any main crossing on there's this like creek bottom like every main crossing i'm putting a camera and we're gonna start you know like we're gonna find this deer hopefully well i end up i'm literally in this creek bottom i hang a camera on a tree i walk down the creek and by the time i get 100 yards away my phone's going off 170 inch deer standing 100 yards from me I'm like are you kidding me we called him one eye because I mean one eye you could tell he got you know jabbed or something and in years past so he ends up um I end up getting a ton of photos of this deer and now I'm starting to think I'm like this is the same spot like is this the same deer and I'm looking I'm comparing I'm like it could be the same deer did he downgrade you know did he get you know did he just downgrade and he lost the drop and this is he's just you know a seven eight year old deer that just you know he didn't You know, so I'm following this deer now for, it's, you know, now we're getting in October. The deer's showing up almost every day. I had a mineral site set up, you know, when I, when I did that on that creek, I put in a big mineral site Mm -hmm. and this dude's still, I mean, he's frequenting almost every single day on the cams and it's the point, I don't, I don't have this big drop time, but it's getting into November and I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with shooting 170 inch deer. I'm just going to go shoot them. And I texted Toby that, and I'm like, hey, man, what do you think? He's like, yeah, hey, he's 170, go ahead. I'm, he's like, he might be 175. He's like, just get it done, man. That's a really respectable deer. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm planning on going out the next day. Well, that next day, that evening, is when I'm going out. Well, I'm, I'm sitting, I remember vividly, I'm sitting at my parents' house, and I'm just sitting there, and I I stopped by for, I don't even know what, just to say hello. And I get a little thumbnail in the corner of the screen of my phone, and I'm like, what in the and I and I, I could see a huge drop tine in the thumbnail I'm like are you kidding me well I had my transmissions on um like every 12 hours or something like that so I was I I, I would have had this the day prior at four o'clock well anyway we had snow on the ground first snow of the year this deer comes in um right behind another you know a, a group of does and he's nosing them around back and forth at 4 30 the day prior like for probably 20 minutes And I'm like, it's game on. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Granted, I missed a step in the story. I didn't have photos of this deer. So I went and knocked on a door across the street and said, Hey, you know, would you mind if I just put up a camera? He's like, Oh, why don't you just hunt here? He's like, there's some big ones. I said, well, I'm after this big drop time buck. Okay. He's like, we've heard of that. We had another hunter that, you know, you know, hunts around here and, uh, he doesn't hunt often, but he's talked about this big deer in the years past. I'm like, Oh, Interesting. I go and set up a camera, and then I finally, like two days later, I ended up getting getting photos of them. So now, in this town, you got to go in and you got to harvest a couple of does before you shoot them. So now my job is I've got to go into this area, harvest two does, and then I can buck hunt. So that was stressful. Mm-hmm. Thank God I didn't see him. So I get it done, literally like first set, just done. And um, now I get in the I get in the woods and I'm ready. I got a new brand new set hung. Um, went in and hung a set and right where I thought that he would come through this like little creek bottom and uh this side of the side of this ridge and I get in there and a couple small bucks are running around me and next thing you know here he is he's standing in this thicket, just kind of just no. methodically just shaking his head I remember his rack I mean it was it was a wet day we had a big front coming in Um I just knew it was going to be like a magical night we we're supposed to get like uh, two to four inches of snow that night, and I'm like, it's gonna be tonight. Like tonight's the night. And I'm standing there looking at him, and he's just slow. I mean, it was like the most slow motion thing I've ever seen. I've never seen a deer walk so slow and methodically through the woods and pick apart every little detail around him. Mm-hmm. It was it was unreal. So, after probably about a half hour of my nerves going nuts and getting myself under control, because I know this is now the biggest deer I've ever laid my eyes on mm-hmm. um I feel like he's coming in and the next thing you know he kind of takes a right and he's about to drop down this ravine and I'm like and cross this creek and I'm like if he goes there I'm done so I just give him a couple burr, burr. he stops and slowly turns his head like over his back and he looks back and he slowly turns his body and then he he ended up coming in and I got in, he came into about 25 yards. He was gonna come up to the top of this, you know, ridge and kind of see what the hell just, you know, this yeah. is his house. You know, he's like, who's up here. You know, oh, this is where all those does were getting chased around, you know, a few days prior. So anyways, he, uh, he ends up coming in presents me with a perfect like 25 yard shot. And I smoke him. blood everywhere. As soon as I make the shot, I can see it. And, uh, kind of, he, he runs and then he kind of stops walks away. And I'm like, what the, and, and, and and then I I lose sight of him. I can't see him. I'm like, I don't know. I, I feel like I smoked him. I know I did. And, um, anyway, long story short, I end up backing out and I'm so scared. I'm like, if, you know, if I don't get this deer before all the snow comes in now, as I shoot the deer, it's starting to snow Mm -hmm. and I'm totally freaking out. I'm like, we're supposed to get, you know, two to four inches tonight. I don't want to bump the deer and lose them potentially. Um, so I ended up, That's probably a busy night for you too. With snow. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I got yeah. a huge snow, huge snow operation yeah. as well back home. So it's like everything all happens at once. You know, it's a snowball effect, but no pun intended. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I end up, I'm like, man, do I like, what, what do I do? So I end up calling in, um, Mike with your deer recovery. And I'm like, I just saw a video of that like two days prior and I'm like, dude, that's pretty cool. I call him and he's like, yeah, man, we're slammed tonight. I got a ton of calls. I'm like, dude, name the price. I don't care what you have to do. Get here in the next two hours and let's find this deer. I said, I'm pretty sure I know he's already dead, but I'm not going to bump him. He throws this thing. He comes out there. Two hours later, he comes in from, I don't know, he's down here by you somewhere, Mm -hmm. probably just east of you. Throws this thing up. I said, I think he's right here. Boom. deer was laying there. It's the. Quickest seven hundred Thanks for the quickest area. quickest seven hundred <laughs> Quickest, I think it was like seven hundred bucks. Like it's seven hundred dollars ever spent, but it was the best seven hundred dollars because I knew that I wasn't gonna push this deer out of there. And and it was just a, a peace of mind thing. He flies this thing over and literally turns on a spotlight. Boom, it's laying there. You could see it was so clear, you could see every little speck of snow on this deer. I mean, I'll show you pictures that mm. it was it was incredible. Um so it was it definitely really cool what those are able to do. It's unreal and it's it's game changing. And I think, you know, it, it helps with, you know for me it was just that security to not push that deer and mumble mm-hmm. and, and I I had a I mean I was a, I, I felt good about the shot but it was just one of those things and it seems like the right thing to do it is the right thing to like, do I think you know because if he's still laying there and you know with his head up and just looking around or whatever I mean you're not going to go in there and bump that deer because I mean, during a snowstorm like that you might never see that deer again yeah. you know you just never know I mean every situation is different but that was that was an awesome holy cow kind of, man some way so to do that. now so that deer ends up scoring 232 inches. I didn't have enough time to build a relationship with this deer. Like that's the part that I love. And that's the part that, you know, yeah, I just, I went back to back and, you know, I don't know. I know there's, you know, I think one or two other guys in the state that's ever done that. Um, but the Eskers. And I think that's the only other ones that I knew of in the state of Ohio that have done it. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, I get the deer scored. He ends up scoring 232 inches. And that's with a bunch of stuff broken off. I didn't realize how much he broke off until after Bill started sending me velvet pictures. He had a huge eye guard that was ten inches and it was a pretty incredible deer, regardless the yeah. way he sits right now. Yeah.
2: But Are other people on to I mean, obviously people had pictures where was anybody like so, close to killing him or so encounters it's so feet?
1: <laughs> Here's a good one for you. So my my wife, she works at the hospital and she her boss and her always talked about deer like yeah look he shot this deer like you know the year prior i shot diesel well she showed him and then funny like the next day the day after i got him um she's walking in the hall he's like hey has he got anything yet she's like actually yeah he shot this huge deer she's like here take a look and he like literally like drops like in oh. his tracks when <laughs> he's like are you kidding me where did you where did he you know shoot that deer and you know she tells him and he goes i literally have been hunting that deer for two years. Mm. And I literally was in there that, you know, night. Yes. I was in there yesterday evening. I put, I I went and dumped a bunch of corn out and apples. And like, he's like, this is like, you know, I've been after this deer. Like it's the only deer I eat, you know, whatever. So finally I caught up with him. We got to talk and he sent me a bunch of, you know, his trail cam photos and, um, pictures in velvet with the eye guard. And Mm. then, you know, it's just, you shoot a deer like that. And then he's more well-known than you think. Mm-hmm. I had people just randomly like, hey, just wanted to send you these photos. Or I had some guy from, I think it was Iowa, that was sending photos of that deer to me. And I'm like, how in the world? Like, he's like, yeah, well, my buddy and I, you know, we hunt over here. I came in, and then he was hunting that deer. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, you're from Iowa and you know about this mm-hmm. deer? It was incredible. Yeah. So
2: that's how it was with Ranger for me this year. Once I killed him, I didn't realize what kind of a teeter totter I was on as far as like there, there was a, there's a guy that was really close that had all kinds of pictures of him and he was all over him too. So I got blessed to kill him early because otherwise, you know, this guy probably was going to get him if I didn't get him for sure. Wow. You know, which it's fine. It is what it is. I'm yeah. just saying like, you know, yeah. everybody thinks, you know, well, not everybody. And I'm, I'm hunting like really remote stuff in like bigger areas of like more remote, countryside and you're thinking that maybe you know you got a little better chance of a deer slipping through but man every piece is hunted it seems like
0: oh, somebody's yeah. somewhere yeah. yeah i got that message this year about that deer i killed that guy that moved in mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean it's just it's nuts
2: yeah and he it's just nuts man
0: but it is he, really cool to connect those stories i think it's so awesome yeah like just a funny thing is though is it's like is there any
2: sport That, like, I don't know. It's something about big deer antlers, big deer. Like, they drive people crazy. Yeah. Like, they, I mean, they'll make us do the dumbest, (laughs) they drive uh, the farthest distances. Oh, yeah. Do the craziest. Crazy. Yeah no i i agree i and mean that, it's an obsession that, for sure. i literally it's it I mean, almost unhealthy
0: like, oh it, it definitely is especially as a christian yeah like I mean, making like, it know, an idol and yeah that's right trying like, to do everything right and, yeah yeah. yeah it can be your focus and it takes away from a lot of other stuff yep. yeah yeah yep. so dude now you've killed back to 200s back to back and i mean what's going through your mind at this point like you're like, this can't possibly happen again, and it does.
1: This year was insane, man. Like, the amount of adversity and, you know, everything that I had to kind of go through to make this happen. Because this
2: you were dealing crazy. with people, like, probably
1: saying you're doing stuff wrong. Well, that, So, yeah, after the second one. I mean, it's, like, it's spreading like wildfire. Like, I mean, even local guys that I grew up riding motocross with, like, they're literally, like, posting on these you know these pages. Oh yeah, there's no way you kill 200 inch deer back to back. Like these deer are poached. You know he's and You know he's. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like every time I kill a deer, I, I, I don't film. You know, and I and I'm starting to really regret that now. And it's it's something that you know I've already had the conversations. Um, I've got a videographer that is one of my best friends. He produces all the 10 point videos and some other you know companies in the industry. And I've been kind of the face of those videos for the last you know couple years of these 200 inch deer. And I'm like, dude, at this point, like I need all the equipment, get it for me. I'm like, you can either, he's he's got a little hunting, you know, um, background in him. So I'm like, either you come with me or just get me the stuff, you know, I'll call Dylan and make him come down here and tell me, you know, <laughs> but, you know, so, so I definitely want to get back into it. You know, I, I started to do it, you know, years ago and I never really pushed it because it's time, you know, mm-hmm. and you just, my, my goal always was just, let's just get it done. And I felt like there was always that little, like, black cloud with a camera behind your back and you just, you know, if if something's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong. Yeah. So (laughs) Ben's making
0: coffee. He's acting like he's (laughs) peeing. We probably not even going to be able to hear it on the podcast, Uh,
1: but it's pretty funny. It's funny. So, but yeah, so, I mean, this year was just nuts. Um, you know, I started out, I, I, I found a deer last August, September. Um, Mm -hmm. my cousin tipped me off on him and, Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, you know, and this was before I shot the 232 and he's like, dude, check out this deer. And I'm like, yeah, I'm working on something else right now. The like, 232 was the one you shot in 22. The, the one you talked about last with yeah, the drop time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he sent me these like before I shot him and I'm like, yeah, you know, that's a cool deer, you know, but I'm not really, you know, he's probably like 180. I would, I was after, it, you know, definitely a 200 at that point. So fast forward after I ended up, you know, getting my 232, I end up I ended up going in there and I started like, you know, actually just glassing these big, there's this big farm. And I started, and I got permission to glass these fields. And we ended up finding this, you know, 180 inch deer, which I never, I didn't shed hunt it. I didn't have time for it. You know, busy fishing, landscaping, the whole nine. And so I ended up starting to put, you know, cell cams, cell cams out and we get that all going. And, um, you know, we, uh, we start getting photos of this deer and, I'm like, okay, now we got to like backtrack them. We got to dial it in. You know, when I, that's how, you know, that's how I kind of do everything is like, you know, you get a photo, you got to backtrack them, right? You got to backtrack them in their bedroom so you can start figuring out a pattern and you know, you know the game. But ended up getting photos of this deer and I'm confident, like we're going to get this done like early season. Like I wish I could hunt velvet because I got him dialed in Mm -hmm. and he's, here, let me show you a photo of him. You're going to be like, are you kidding me right now?
0: So this is a hundred and eighty inch deer, or the last one you shot? The,
1: the year prior he was. So then we okay. fast forward to this, this summer. We, you know, we're we yeah, got him pretty dialed in. Got gotcha. it. And somebody then goes on Facebook, the old Facebook, and posts this photo, of, and of him in their yard, in their yard. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And he's traveling with another like. Mm-hmm. I don't know, potential, you know, 180-inch deer. And, of course, it blows up. Super unique buck. Check that. I mean, look at yeah, that. Yeah, I, I was looking at <laughs> Yeah, wow. So, anyway, so now everyone knows about this deer, and this guy kind of, like, shared way too much information. I'm like, dude, and I asked him, like, will you please delete that photo? Well, he ended up deleting it. He got to the point, I guess, he had people, like, sitting in his driveway.
2: I was going to say, guaranteed, like, he didn't know what he was bringing on himself.
1: No, and this is a pretty well-off dude. He's got people sitting in his driveway, like— Hey, like, you know, I'll, I'll pay you for this waypoint, you know? And like, anyway, finally it just like, kind of all like, quieted down, but it didn't because now there's all, it, like there was already pressure on this deer. Now there's a ton of pressure on this deer. And I I don't know. I mean, I, I just had to deal with it, you know? So we we were, you know, we we got this huge mineral site out. These deer are coming in there. They're hammering it. I mean, we were throwing out apples, things like that. And when it got closer to the season and he goes and he sheds his velvet. As Soon as he sheds his velvet breaks off at G2. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And at that point, he's like probably just over 200. So now I'm like, well, we lost a mass uh, measurement with that. And then we also lost, you know, that time length. So I'm like, you know what? We we can't hunt him. We got to go to plan B, which I really didn't have one. So I end up reaching out to a buddy of mine that he's been telling me about a deer that for like the last three years, that's just an absolute unit. I think last year it was like 215, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll never kill this deer." Like, if you want to, you know, have the opportunity to hunt him, like, you know, just let me know. And he said that to me one time, and I'm like, here no way he's gonna let me come out." Here. Like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why I'm on. That's <laughs> what everyone says. So, buddy named Kyle, he's he's an awesome dude. And um, anyway, we get on the phone and we have this like hour and a half conversation, and I'm like, just like I'm so stressed because I'm like, I really now I now everyone's like, "Can you do it again? Can you do it again?" And I'm like. I'm thinking there ain't no way like, you know, and I I found one and then he, you know, he breaks off and I'm like, well, maybe this is a blessing in disguise. Right. So I go and, you know, we get together fast forward, you know, a couple of weeks and I'm like, Hey, like, let's get together. Let's go scout this out. We ended up making an all day ordeal. We put up like, I don't know, say it's a hundred acre block of woods. Well, or no, hundred acre parcel. 97 of this, 98 of this is like fields ag and I'll tell you, I'm in the western side of the state for this one. And he's, you know, it, it, it's all like ditches, yep. creek bottoms. There's not a lot of topography. Patchwoods. Patches, man. Just thickets. I mean, he, he, you know, once the crops come off, they're going to see you coming in. Like, there's a reason this deer got so mature. Mm-hmm. He's smart. I mean, this, and and at that point, I knew he was probably going to be the hardest deer to yep. I've ever hunted. So I end up, I go in there, we set up like 10 cell cams. I sit there until dark. I glass all these fields and I'm just like looking for him and it's like, My gears are turning, you know, and then I, I I did see a bunch of bucks that night and I ended up, um, you know, letting the the cameras kind of roll. And I I said, I'm going to, one of my biggest things is like, stay out of the woods until it's time. You know what I mean? It's like, don't go in there and like pressure Mm them. Don't give them that on, you know, if you don't know it's going to happen or if you don't have a good feeling, it's going to happen. Kind of like you, you explain in A lot of your videos, Ben is like, don't push the, put the too much pressure on them. And I'm okay with putting some extra pressure on them when it's the time, the
0: right time. Ben changed the game for me when he said, um, "Go in expecting them to walk by, not hoping they walk by," Mm -hmm. and that was like, "That's how you got to do it, man." Yeah, no, that's smart. That's that's. that's, I mean, mean, it's pretty simple, but like, I mean, dude, that's that's how you do it.
2: Yeah. Well, it's like just like with Ranger, this year, you know. I mean, did I have any inkling I was going to kill him early October? No, but then that cold front hit. Woke up one morning. I was in the truck. or I, I saw I saw it coming. I got in the truck. Mel's like, what are you doing? I I'm going to Illinois. See you later. <laughs> and I drove down.
1: How are you watching DeerCast or anything like that?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, just, you're watching the weather. Yeah. You know, and like October, early October cold fronts are magic. Yeah. Like magic. And so all the prep work, everything you've done, and obviously being eight hours away, I can't be in there anyways walking around. And he was just, I was just getting sprinkles of him on my cameras. Really, Like, just every so often. And, like, it was odd. Like, I'm like, well, he's not living on me. So I didn't think. But is he? But is he? That's That's the thing. And so, like, I just was getting enough of him. And, which I later found out that this other guy that was sending pictures, he was getting a lot of pictures of him, too. So I think he was bouncing between the two areas. But long story short, you know, I killed him on the fourth sit seen him on the second sit and where I seen him and I killed him both in the same spot. I never had a picture of him in that spot, in that spot. And he, and he was walking by within 30, 40 yards of a camera and he just would never go by it. He stayed, but he would walk by my other camera at the other end of this big CRP field, and I'd get him there crossing, but I was never getting him on this plot. This is a little tiny clover plot tucked in in a corner that we had put in where we burnt this CRP grass close to, to bedding on steep hills. Okay. Ridges that, like, went into thick timber had been logged. And I'm like, this would be the perfect little spot to catch a big buck working scrapes and looking for does before he leaves this and goes out to the big ag at night. Okay. So it was, like, right in his grill. One, I mean... Just I give him to... give him a reason to slow down. Yeah. Stop. So like I basically the first time I saw him, I had a hunch. I went up in there and I decided to get in there and I got in there like 330 four. Well, it was like 359,
1: I remember. Had my shirt off. I heard I saw this video. Yeah. I watched your yeah, yeah. was yeah. so, yeah. it?
2: And I turned around and the sucker's standing there. <laughs> so like then I'm like, okay, he's right. You didn't right, even have your bow in the tree, did you? Yeah. He's right here. You're in like space. he's right here. Yeah. So then I made a few little moves for different winds, but then I ended up killing him out of the same stand I saw him in because I got the right wind again, and then I killed him on the fourth sit Wow! But it, I killed him on a scrape. Like he at that point, I still didn't get him on the camera. Like he was too far away from it. But there was a little buck working that scrape, and it ticked him off. And when I grunted to him, he come right to it. Yeah, and that buck, what he he, he left he, he the field ran, right away.
1: He ran, like he knew who the boss ran. was.
2: <laughs> I just watched that video again this morning. And I was like, damn, I was like reliving it. I need yeah. to see
1: that. I need to see that. So
2: awesome. it was, it's cool. But long that's story cool. short, that's how amazing deer like them are. Yeah. And like, it makes you really wonder how many times you've
1: been really close to big deer and you never know. Well, you know, I agree with that. And that's like, I think what, as I get into this kind of this year's, you know, success story is the way that I had to hunt this deer taught me so much about just i mean the cell cameras have changed the game yeah i will say i mean i, I mean it, he you know that that's what kind of tipped me off it keeps you out of there it doesn't you know if you go and put a cell camera in a, in a bedroom you can leave it there for you know all season it's gonna you know can't give you some data that you wouldn't normally be able to get without going in there and you know making a bunch of noise stinking the place up whatever so when i started really like kind of hunting this deer it was around uh i think i got out there about the 29th No, maybe it's the 30th of october 30th October, cold front comes in. We get this big, heavy snowstorm, and at this point, I've got a little bit of data of this deer coming into the property. But he's getting there at about 10, 11 o'clock at night, leaving right before the sun comes up, and he's walking across this county road. You know, um, I'm gonna say it's a dirt road, but it's just a back county road. There's not a lot of traffic on it at all, and so he'd walk across this road. And 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 over the years, I've got you know just talking to a buddy of mine, like there was that you know that history of that happening, and. You know, I always thought, I'm like, well, if we're going to get him, he's always for the last two seasons, he was always behind a big dough, is what he'd tell me. And he shared cell cam pictures with me Yeah, I mean, he was always behind this dough, but it'd be at night. So I said, all right, well, let me get in there. Let me do a couple sits, see what's going on. Um, at this point there was corn on, they had not cut anything yet. They just got, while I was there, they just started cutting the originally when I put the first 10 cameras up. They just got done cutting the beans. So it was cool. You know, they're cutting the beans. I'm able to kind of like go out there and there's deer all over these cut bean fields for the next, you know, probably week or two. So everyone's probably getting a good look at these deer. But I ended up, um, I sat there and I wasn't seeing the. I mean, I was seeing a lot of deer. I mean, I was in this awesome pinch draw. They're coming down this ditch line right into where I'm at. I'm hunting scrapes. I'm a huge scrape hunter and I'm hunting. There's like five or six main, like big scrapes with the trees just destroyed. I'm like, dude, he's here, you know? They were there before I put the, mm-hmm. you know, cameras. when I, I mean, this was mid-October and these trees are just destroyed. Str- thrashed. And the history that was there was unreal. I mean, you could tell, I mean, it's just like a Old spot. rubs, old scrape, like big I scraping mean, in the same spot. Every just old, there's these like black walnut trees that are probably only like three, four, five inches, but they're all, there's so much history on them. They've been rubbed and rubbed and rubbed and rubbed. Mm-hmm. It's like signposts, you know? Yep. So anyway, I ended up putting some cameras like on the edge of the yard and, you know, there's this like little like meadow and I like literally anywhere that they could cross the road. So I finally get photos of them crossing the road. I'm like, all right, I know where you're going. So then I go, I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna kill this deer here. There's probably a very slim chance I'm ever gonna get this deer here. I said, I gotta get out of here and I've gotta go knock on doors. And I and I get to knock and first guy I go up to, I'm like, Hey, look, like probably not gonna hunt your property because you have like no woods at all. But do you mind if I throw some cameras like along your driveway? He's like, I mean, if you want to, he's like, Do what you want. He's like, You can hunt here if, if you want, but Again, I don't have much, you know, he's got like probably two trees you can even put a tree stand on. I'm like, all right, cool. So then I go to the next, you know, house down and um uh, a little nervous. You know, it's a very, very nice, you know, it's a very nice house, you know, probably like a million dollar home. And I'm like, yeah. man, these people are going to think I'm nuts. <laughs> I walk, I pull in there and I, you know, knock on the door and the wife comes out and you can tell she's in a rush or she's just felt really awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it, she's like, um, yeah, you know, I, we don't really you know you know, I started getting my <laughs> she's like, I gotta go to work. It's always hard when a
0: woman answers the phone or enters the door. It's like that's not really what you wanted because
1: they don't make the calls
0: typically with yeah. stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Well, she did make the call on this one. So when we get into this, they yeah, so like, if so they
0: do usually it's
1: no. Yeah. So I got lucky, man. I kind of explained my situation. I said, look, I've shot back to back. I'm after a deer that I've been, you know, I've got, I've got some serious history. I've never hunted them, but I know the history of this deer. And I know that he walks through your yard every single day. Almost. She's like, really? We've never, she's like, well, we have seen one really nice one. I'm like, well, she's like. You know, I got to go to work. Talk to my husband, so I get to talking to him. He's like, "Well, I don't think it'd be an issue, but I need to like me and me and my wife need to have a conversation." And you know, normally we don't we don't let anybody on this property, and it's just kind of a little like yeah. they got a little hobby farm kind of going on. Really cool, cool property. And um, so anyway, next day I'm, he's like, "Yeah, let's uh let's meet up." He texted me and he's like, "Hey, let's meet up uh, tomorrow at eleven o'clock." So I sat in the stand till ten thirty my truck walk across the street and pull in and he's hey i, I gotta reschedule I'm like God. he had a, whatever he had to run so next day we're on 11 o'clock on my stand you know at that point you know it's 10 30 in the morning get over there 11 o'clock and he says yeah come on in let's talk sit down hit it off with these people like they're awesome we're talking you know sports they've got you know some young kids i've got a mm-hmm. you know nine-year-old daughter so we're talking sports and all these tournaments and all this you know we just hit it off we just yeah. you know, just BSing for a solid hour and like you know what we, we feel comfortable with this i think we're gonna you know give you the opportunity um you know to to hunt this deer and you know I, I was like blown away i'm like oh my god like this is the what this is what i need
0: did you feel uneasy at all telling them about the size of the deer you know because i felt seems I, like I, some people all of a sudden have a
1: cousin or something that so i explained it and i think that's what You know, I don't think they really realized what I was doing. I explained it to them, but, you know, I don't think they really realized the caliber of the deer. I didn't, I mean, I was hoping the deer was 200. He ended up going, you know, after we got it all said and done, 220. Um, But I got the green light. I mean, at that point, I already had a bunch of cell cameras in my truck ready to roll. So I get the permission. I've got, you know, a a set that I'm going to hang and hunt, you know, that day. I go out, you know. I think I had like five or six cell cams in my backpack. I carry in a stand, some sticks, slamming up the tree and we'll see what happens. You know, I'm just super stoked to be on this, you know, property. And, um, you know, I sat there for a few days. I mean, I'm seeing like some really, really, really nice deer. I mean, 140, 150 inch deer that I'm like, wow, this is awesome. And then we start getting into the, oh, everyone's going to start hunting its rut. And so fast forward a couple days, I hadn't seen him yet. He is showing up on the cameras, um, very little. What do
2: you think he was doing?
1: I think the number one thing he was doing is staying as far away from these other hunters in the area as possible. Mm-hmm. And he was not moving until dark. Gotcha.
0: So, so are you getting him on this piece that you just got permission? or a-
1: I'm getting him on this piece. And the funny thing is where I'm getting him. I mean, I connected the dots. He's crossing the road. I got pictures of him walking. You know, this this driveway's, you know, 300. The house is 300 yards back. I'm getting, I've got cameras, you know, along this driveway. And there's a little thicket next to it. And he's literally crossing, going into this thicket. Well, I hunted every day. I, 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 was in a, I stayed in a hotel for almost two weeks. And I had to come home for a meeting, a big meeting I had back at home on Tuesday this is on a Tuesday so I leave I, I, I get out at like noon on Monday I hang a set and I get out of there I didn't hunt that evening I come home at 8 34 my deer is literally standing in front of my camera running a, this that big doe back and forth really back and forth throughout the stick and I'm like are you kidding me at nine o'clock the big doe the big doe <laughs> at nine o'clock the guy I'm supposed to meet with cancels the meeting he goes yeah sorry I got to reschedule like are you kidding me right now I'm I'm like dude it literally would be a done deal I'm like this is that was my app that was my opportunity like so I end up I'm like dude I'm out of here by 9 30 I'm already on my way back you know and I'm two hours away so I get there probably I got there about noon literally strip down spray down jump in and you know at this point it's on I am not leaving until this deer is on the ground and i ended up sitting I, i'd get into this stand and I, I i'd sit there from literally i'd get in probably 30 40 minutes before you know sun up and i'd sit you know 20 30 minutes after you know it got dark and it was it was the most daunting long you know days you know and this is like you know i ended up getting them on, a, on friday but it was tough man and and when i when when i'm gonna go back to the Pressure, the hunting pressure was like the hardest thing is because even before I had went home for that little window, I mean, I'd be sitting in my stand, I'd be on the edge of this green field, neighboring property, but I'd be watching all these deer and there'd be two bucks out there sparring. And then there's like a 130 and a 140 chasing these four does around the field and they're just going nuts. And it's like, man, this is like one of the best hunts I've had in a long time. It was just so fun. And about 15, 20 minutes before dark, and at this point I'm, I'm telling everybody on my Instagram, I got a story, like what's going on. Like I'm kind of giving them the play by play. And 15 minutes before I hear something coming up this ridge. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. It's I, I just have a feeling it's him. Well, it wasn't. Some hunter just walks across the stream field, blows every deer out, walks, I mean, literally prime time, walks dead across this, this field and blows every deer out of the field. And mm-hmm. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, either this dude is just not with the program or he's scared of the dark, I have no idea like, what in the world? I'm like, whatever. So I get back to the hotel. Um, You know, at that point I had to run over to Bass Pro and I actually, I bought another stand and uh, sticks. So I'm putting this thing together till probably midnight, you know, got everything ready to go. Get back in the stand an hour before sunup. Deer are everywhere. Same, same scenario. Deer all over this green field. They're chasing around. And he ends up walking back. Like the deer scatter. I'm like, what in the world? literally five minutes into like shooting light this guy walks across greenfield blows every deer out i'm like i am not getting out of this stand and he walked within like 25 yards of me i wasn't gonna be like hey what are you doing you know so i was like when he gets out i'm gonna be like all right dude like can we put let's get on the same page well he ended up not coming out the same way he went around and i've seen him pick up some other you know older guy and they wobbled out of the field you know and wobbled <laughs> literally older i could tell as an older guy probably a dad or something you know and Anyway, they ended up, you know, leaving. I'm like, I got to get away from this. I got to get away. There's too much pressure right here. Like this deer, I'm not going to kill this deer. There's too much pressure. I'm not getting photos of them over on this side of the property either. So I switch gears. I'm like, all right, I got that stand. It's in my truck. So I literally go back at noon and um, I ended up up going back and, and hang on another set. And I think that was the key. I didn't tear anything down. I still haven't turned anything down. I need to go back and get all this stuff, all the wood still, but. Um, I ended up doing this like three times throughout the week and I would just take another stand, set it up. And I wasn't in there making a bunch of noise, tearing stuff down, making, uh, nah. and just slam it up, get in and out, be quiet. And I get back in the saddle on Tuesday. Was it? Was it Tuesday? Yeah. Tuesday. I get back in the saddle and that evening I had a guy out in a ground blind, I had a decoy out there was on the property behind me. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like got a decoy out there. He's rattling. I'm like, whatever, like this guy, there's no way. So that morning, the next morning I get in, I'm like, all right, not as many people. I feel like hunt mornings. I get in there and he ends up rattling 15 times before nine 30 in the morning. How far away are you? 40 yards from this guy. (laughs) So at this point I'm like, and I've met a few people around there. So I ended up, you know, messaging one of the farmers and I was like, dude like is that you he's like no you'd know you, you wouldn't hear me where you're hunting i'm like oh okay cool he's like it's my buddy i said well tell him to stop rattling like just <laughs> this time of the year like just for a little bit <laughs> just just yeah give it a little break for a minute you know i'm like dude you don't need to be it's not like full-blown rut yet you know they're just getting going so he ends up he rattled 15 times before 9 30 and he left and then 15 times i'm not kidding you dude i've got videos on my phone i'm like so at that point i was like i started screwing with him i'm like grunting at him, (laughs) you know, snore wheezing at him. I mean, like, and I just got done watching a video of Chris Brackett. He was like, just shut up in the woods. It was like one of those, like, he's like, dude, the deer aren't talking. I've been in the woods nonstop. Like just, so I literally sent a video to this guy and I'm like, send this to your buddy and tell him to watch between 22 and 24 minutes. Like he needs to see this. I was so frustrated, but, and then I'm like, all right, whatever. So at that point, I think it's like, what, like it's Wednesday and then Thursday was like kind of the same thing. I had a guy out in that plot again with a decoy and sitting in this old, you know, it was like a gravity wagon sitting in there. And I'm just like, I cannot get a break, dude. No. And
2: I don't really have. I wonder that deer was even around.
1: Well, come to find out he was, but I mean, I ended up getting a bunch of photos, like people all around there after I shot him. I ended up getting a bunch of photos. But anyway, you know, so now it's like, all right, whatever. So now. Friday morning comes around and I'm like, all right, fresh start. Let's do it. And at whatever, just at sunup, I hear the thunder. Just someone's got, I mean, it literally sounds like 180 inch sheds just smacking them together. And I'm they're about hundred yards away from me. Totally different spot, totally different property that I didn't think anyone was even hunting on. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? And then they rattled like three or four times that morning, but like loud, it wasn't like rub your horns together. Like it was like a full blown, like, Ball. And I'm like, dude, it isn't even going to happen. Oh, I'm getting frustrated. And I end up pulling out my uh, phone and I send a text to a buddy and then uh, a queen. So I'm doing some work for her. and I text him like, hey, I'm still out here chasing this one. And I send him photos of the deer running past my camera on Tuesday. And he ends up, um, you know, I, I, I text him and I send him a picture of my spot. And I literally go to put my phone in my pocket and I look up and he's standing there in front of my camera, just like your first one. And he's standing in front of my camera and I'm not kidding you right now, Ben, you can literally see a picture of the deer standing there and I'm like sitting there like this with my phone in my hand like, (laughs) in the picture. And I'm like, are you, you gotta be kidding me. And where's it at? Here he is, look, there's a photo. Right over his back. (laughs) You can see my phone in my right hand. I can. I'm like, like, what are the chances? You know what I mean? Holy crap. So, I gotta say this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, and it, and it literally, it's just like that. You know, we live for this. You know, we hunt we hunt we hunt. And it's like appear. that they appear. And it was like that three seconds of like, oh my, and it literally happened so far.
2: Well, that's how it was with him. And I turned around with my shirt off getting ready at four o'clock. I just happened to turn, look back, and there he is standing. Incredible. On the edge of the CRP, just standing there. So, so that
1: happens, and literally, like, luckily, I ended up, you know, putting down some, you know, a couple wicks, and he ended up. It stopped him for a second in front of that camera, and he and he nosed that wick for a second, and then he just kept moving, and then I had just enough time to literally, and I, sm- I had a like, hole the size so- of a basketball, man, and he stopped perfect. Yeah, I'm not kidding you. I probably put an arrow within an inch, inch and a half of a, you know, a 12 inch maple tree, like literally just. I mean and i had this perfect little hole and um dude it was just like it happened so fast it happened so fast and i and i never record i literally turned my gopro off on accident i bumped a wire and i was like yeah, i'll turn it back on in a minute i've been running this thing for like days and like whatever it's you know it's probably not gonna happen of course 10 minutes later he walks by and so that's when i'm freaking out i like turn my gopro on and i'm still you know i do a little like outro kind of like just smoked him kind of video and um you know, because I wanted to document it. I've never really done a good job of documenting my hunts, and I wanted to be able to, like, put this all on, you know, put, it like, a story together. Here comes the guy with the big antlers. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I <heard you> sure. <laughs> so at that point, I, I you know, and, and now there, that guy was there. There's another guy in that gravity wagon. He heard the shot. <laughs> Everyone he,
2: just pops out. <laughs> he
1: hears the shot, and, like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure. He heard the shot and saw the deer run. I mean, that's how. I mean, we're I'm probably 120 yards from this gravity wagon that he's sitting inside of. It's like, you know. The moral of the story with this deer is like, I hunted this deer in a way to like, I didn't hunt him where I would normally hunt a deer, like on the funnels. Like I, I, I guess it was kind of, but it, I hunted him where I thought he would avoid everybody else. When I made that last move with that set, wow. I slammed this thing in and I was like, if he's going to avoid every single person in this area that's hunting. He'll walk through here. And dude, it just, it just came together like in a matter of five seconds. You know, awesome. Wow,
0: so number three's on the ground. And your he,
2: the th- one that broke his rack is still around.
1: So yeah, I've got yeah he broke that, and then a couple days later, he, like you know, I think about oh, probably two weeks now. I don't know. He ended up breaking off his whole right side above the the brow. So you got one to chase next year. You could do a quad. We'll see. I mean, he's he's got to he's got to make it. I, I talked to the property owner and I said, look, like I know you have one guy here, like any broken busted up bucks, like, can you please make them off limits? He's like, yeah, that's no problem. So, so we'll see. I mean, you know, it's, it's just gotta, it's all gotta play out. I mean, I'm still, I'm still looking. We're all looking for that, you know, giant, but I mean, that's, that's the story.
0: What's it, I mean, what's it been like now? I mean, I know you caught some heat after the second one. I mean, I imagine the third one's
1: well, been I, even worse. I, I, I took that photo with, you know, I, I, number one, first thing I did before I even tracked the deer, I, I called the game warden for that County and I said, Hey, look, I need you to come here. And he's like, ah, we don't really do deer tracking with people. I said, no, look, here's the situation. He's like, man, we're slammed right now. I don't think I can make it. I said, sir, anything, like if you give me five minutes of your time, I am pretty confident that I know right where he's at. And, um, I I mean, right where I shot him, it was, there was already blood everywhere, you know? So I was confident and he's like, all right, give me 20 minutes. Now, like an hour later he showed up and (laughs) anyway, we walked back there and he was, he literally only went about 95 yards. I think, you know, it was, each, you know, wow. that was it, but it's been, you know, I, I, I just, I knew I had to do that to just kind of cover my butt. Cause I didn't want well, to yeah. do that. And, you know, yeah. but I, I'm just starting to be able to like sit back and enjoy it. Like it was, a, it was a rat race for a minute, you know, trying to get everything done. I like get a score on them and living it, in a hotel. That was something, man. Wow. wow. I don't wish that on anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, man, what a feat. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it's something that I don't know, I mean, I don't know, I don't think anybody's ever done it, that I know of, yep. three for three. Um, not, I don't know anybody. But. So, the first one was, scored what? 210 and seven eights. Okay. Number two is 232, and this one went 220 and three eights.
0: So, like, 663 inches of antler and three
1: deer in three years. Jesus. <laughs> it's unbelievable, man. <laughs> wow. And I don't really hunt out of state anymore, you know? Like, I, I, I kind of want to now. I'm like, I'm like, man, I want to do this again, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm trying to focus my energy on next year already. Like, mm-hmm. the next day, I was literally out hanging cameras mm-hmm. and making adjustments. Like, now, well, two days later, I was out, you know, hanging stuff. So, it's just... It's it's putting in the work, man. Putting yeah. in, you know putting in the hours, trying to understand what they're going to do this year, so you can maybe make a prediction for next year. And yeah, so the fishing's
0: kind of taking us set back a little bit. It's I'm pushing it to the side right now. Yeah,
1: I, I you know I've enjoyed traveling the country. I fished with the NPFL for you know a couple of years, and uh, I took this past year off to chase a 200. And I'm glad I did. It was kind of nice to not be in that rat race, running the, running around the country every you know four to six weeks, and just living that life and just being able to sit back and just enjoy the family time the time in the woods and not you know not be running around and Yeah. i think at some point in life i'll go back to it but right now i think it's just you know i think the deer thing's kind of taking off i think that's where i'm gonna kind of focus my energy right now right
0: well what a blessing man and uh thank you so much for for hopping on with us and i look forward to seeing what can happen next year and um wishing everybody a uh Happy, uh, this, happy, happy yeah i'm gonna drop this i'm yeah. actually gonna drop this probably tomorrow on thanksgiving oh, so sad. yeah happy thanksgiving well, that and
2: i was gonna say too like everybody you know this is
0: black friday sales right now
2: so all of our sponsors most of them are running really good deals right now novix black blocker um I'm black sure widow all of them are pretty yeah, much everyone's so everyone's running yeah. it just pay attention um snag up if you some want, hot deals yeah if you want some good deals right now is a great time i saw blocker had stuff up to 60 percent off today really wow. wow so novix is running 25 percent off site wide um which is the best sale of the year uh, miller's gun i know they're doing sales right now it'll be closed tomorrow obviously but uh the new prime bows out so if you want to check the new rvx out go shoot it at prime it's an awesome bow or go shoot it at miller's i mean or wherever your archery shop
0: is yeah, you shot a two hundred with one, right? Yep. <laughs> it must be an awesome bow. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: then I shot a two, three and a half year old one sixty.
1: Yes. <laughs> well listen, Ben, it I kills you. Appreciate- giants and babies. <laughs> I, ben, I, I appreciate you having me on. I've looked up to yeah. you, you know, over the years. You've always just been this like guy in the industry that I've always looked up to. I know we kind of you you were doing some things up in my neck of the woods. Yeah, that's where I, was, I grew up. When I was young and yeah. I've always you know there's always been this like mystery ben rising and that you yeah. know to be able to sit down and like share some stories and talk yeah. to you and share some knowledge and oh he's just an old logger <laughs> <Back in laughs> my yeah. no i appreciate yeah. the
2: there was a yeah. lot of rumors about me up there in that area. Oh, i'm Actually, sure it's well you've dealt with it oh yeah. i mean just because yeah. and i wasn't even killing 200 inchers i mean you know i was just killing good deer every year and people can't stand it yeah people oh. literally cannot hack that yeah yeah. They think you have to be doing something wrong. Makes a lot of people angry.
1: Yeah, it really
2: does. Like angry, angry. Yeah. Like, why are you so mad? Sweat equity boys. Yeah.
0: Well, Randy, thank yeah. you again, man. And, yeah. uh, thank you again. guys for having me. Yep. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And, uh, hopefully we can kind of get back on track a little bit with some podcasts. And mm-hmm. there's tons of stories that I, I want to get out there. Uh, the, the team's had a heck of a year. So I mm-hmm. want to get some of those stories out. And, um, yeah. So hopefully you guys are hearing from us a little bit more, but um, they appreciate you for, all of you. Yep. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Whitetail Edge podcast.